What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are in a quest to find out what is the greatest movie and or TV show of all time. I am Matt Primo, joined by Josh Primo. What's up, bitches? This week we continue reviewing season three of The Sopranos. We are, we are reviewing and recapping episodes four, five, and six. So if you have not watched those, uh, you can back out and go watch them, or I mean, you you can do whatever you do whatever you want. Okay, you can listen to this review and then go watch it. It you know, I'm hoping y'all are adults out there. I mean, if you're a child listening to this, we have other issues to uh, to address. But before we jump into the review, if you like what we're doing here and you want to consider supporting us, go to Patreon.com/slash/twogame. That is the number two. Supports at any of those tiers, and you get access to our Discord, and then you become a creator slash producer of all of our content. So, if that entices you, and it's something you want to uh, be a part of, patreon.com slash 2game. We would really love your uh, support there. But, regardless, thank you for clicking on this episode and listening to us talk about our love for The Sopranos each and every week. Uh, so, how about we do this, sir? You ready to get into episode number four? Yes, sir. All right, episode four, titled Employee of the Month. Against Tony's orders, Ralphie starts to introduce Jackie April Jr. to members of the family business. After being brutally attacked, Dr. Melfi contemplates asking Tony for a favor. What did you think about Employee of the Month? Uh, this is a great episode here. This is intense. I, I don't think this episode would air in this climate we have now. I mean, it, it dives deep. It uh, introduces a lot of characters. You really get to see Tony and Melfi's relationship. And, you know, her rape is pretty damn graphic for what it, what had been on TV up till then. And you know, I really don't can't think of any other scene that is that intense with uh, that type of subject matter. Uh, I thought it was done very well. Yeah, I thought this was a, uh, I thought this was a really great episode. Uh, definitely better than a couple of the episodes that we reviewed uh, last week. But this episode is definitely geared more towards the development of Dr. Melfi. It's kind of crazy because if you look at my notes, I, I start talking about how now Dr. Melfi really isn't being developed any further. You know, we're we we've gotten to this point where she's basically just there like they they don't really know what to do with her at this point and then that's when she, they give us her her scenes with the with the husband and yada 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 it was just very boring in terms of what they were what they were trying to do with her up to this point but then as soon as i wrote that down it was like 10 minutes later she got raped <laughs> and then she, we go into this this whole further development of her character we get you know, different sides of her. We we get her into into more conflict, obviously because of the rape. And I, I thought it was, I thought it was all great. I I do. I, I thought we were at the point where Doctor Melfi was really just like we're kind of at a dead end with her. I mean, there's not really anything else that they can explore with her. And then they did the rape, which at first I was thinking. At first, I was thinking, hey, maybe. Maybe it's a little cliche to just give her, you know, have someone rape her in the, in the story and have her kind of 
develop off of that. It, it seemed a little cliche because a lot of a lot of TV shows kind of do stuff like that. But I thought what they did with her after that was done really well, and they developed her a lot. This episode, like I said, is is mainly geared towards Doctor Melfi, and then they kind of bounce off her relationships off of off of her, and kind of go into that. So I thought it was I thought it was a really great episode. A little slow, but uh, overall great. Yeah, I mean, am I going to be the only guy that's like, dude, totally raped her for like a total of five seconds? He done it quick. <laughs> I will not entertain that. <laughs> that was the most un. <laughs> that was the most uh, <laughs> cringeworthy laugh ever. You're like, oh, I am not even entertaining that. <laughs> I am being far away from that. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not entertaining that whatsoever sir <laughs> i'm not going down that rabbit hole you're, you're not gonna... <laughs> but you, you know something uh, i don't always see all these like foreshadowing and these like aha moments but when melfi and her husband are in the room and he's apologizing for not being more sympathetic to what had happened to her and all that and he's like i could just kill him but he says he won't and it's showing a picture of his hands, and then it automatically the cuts to a picture of Tony's hands to somebody we know that would kill him. I did not notice that. Did not notice that whatsoever. Look at you trying to be a keen observer. I'm telling you, man. I was like, I can't believe you caught that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. I do. I do love how this episode ends. Because you know, the, it, it get, towards the end of the episode, it starts contemplating. It starts bringing out that that idea of, and before before you it even get set on screen, you kind of think, well, she might just ask Tony. I mean, Tony could fucking get that dude in a heartbeat. And then someone brings it up to the forefront. You know, her in the uh, the meeting with her psychiatrist, and then the very last thing the episode ends on is the fact that she just she tells Tony that there's nothing wrong. And I thought that was was a great completion of that. I guess I don't know. Maybe not in these next couple episodes that we're going to review, anyways. But as far as this little arc that she's in right now, just for this particular episode, I thought it was a nice way to uh, to cap all that off. You know, she's been the uh, the moral compass uh, throughout the entire series so far, and you know, she's never really gone on off the deep end. She never really entertain Tony and some of his uh you know waste management <laughs> opportunities but I thought that was a nice way to to end this episode even though she was kind of uh what's the word I'm looking for she was uh not tricked she was she had that uh fuck I can't even think of the word man <laughs> can't even think of the goddamn word she was uh boobies <laughs> <laughs> whatever man I'm just gonna I'm just gonna move on <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I, I like the before we even started this episode, you were like, this is gonna be one fucked up episode. And I, was, no, I already I already knew that. I was like, nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. And then we had to stop a couple of times because of me. We, and, yeah. Oh, fuck that. All that shit. I, I, but I will have to say some of the best acting up to this point is that last scene with Dr. Melfi and Tony. I remember when I first watch this i was like fucking tell him already tell him already let's go fucking slice that dude's wiener off something 
<laughs> and, you know, just the back and forth, they're really not saying nothing. Tony knows that she wants to tell him something. He doesn't believe that it was a car wreck. Nope. And she wants to, but you're right, she's the moral compass. And it was just so brilliantly done. I, I loved it. Well, let's talk about the other part of this episode, which was basically Ralphie. Ralphie and Dr. Melfi, that was basically this episode. We get our first real scene with Ralphie as he tries to bond with Jackie Jr. over beating a dude's ass. <laughs> it's so funny, man. They get they get offended by the, the littlest things. Like that one guy's like, you bring my wife into this? And then and he's, that's how it all started. And I, I thought some of the some of the scenes with Ralphie is it, it, was great. And with it being episode four, I think when they when they introduced uh Richie April last year, that was what episode two or three? And then they just threw out little spurts. Yeah. Shout out. Now this episode, yeah. I mean he was introduced earlier than this, but Episode four is really when we get an introduction into him and we get a look at his personality. You know, he's in comparison to Richie April, he's more laid back. He's more, I don't want to say charismatic because he's not. You, I mean, you fucking hate the guy. He's hes a real dickwad, but he definitely has a, he, he does, he is a little charismatic on top of that, you know? Uh, it's just very different villains. And after even watching episode six, like, I hate them both, but they're for different reasons, you know? Like, I love to hate Richie April, where this dude is, 19... he's such a great villain, but I just hate him, you know? Yeah, well, 1989 called and said they want their, their fucking dickwad saying back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm bringing it back, baby. I'm bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Said, I'm going to throw some Terminator in there. I'm so, glad, <laughs> I'm so glad you got the, the Terminator reference there, sir. All right. Fuck you. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I am giving this episode an 8.5. I'm going to give it a 9.5. And I love the one-liner in this show. You got... Uh, Jackie Jr. sitting down with Ralphie at dinner. He's like, I, you know, I know it's hard on you. You know, I, I'm, I'm the one dating your mom. And he says, dating? He says, don't get fucking filthy. <laughs> <laughs> don't get fucking filthy. <laughs> at 9.5, man, I, I think it's done so well. I, I don't think you will find any show, period that could tackle the issues that they tackled in this one and have done it so well and had showed so many different angles of right and wrong and, you know, good meets evil and all. Absolutely, sir. Moving on to episode number five, titled Another Toothpick. Tony and Carmela's session with Dr. Melfi goes sour. Bobby Bacala... Bacala Sr. Uh, comes out of retirement to exact revenge on Mustang Sally. Uncle Jr. shares his cancer diagnosis with Tony. Meadows' relationship with her father has yet to improve, though she unknowingly does him a grand favor. What do you think <laughs> about another toothpick? I thought it was good, man. You get 
you get a mix of everybody in this one. You get uh, Junior, you get Tony, you get Bobby, you get Bobby Bacala Sr. Uh, you get the tension between Meadow and her father. And in true soprano fashion, they don't shy away from anything that could be controversial. And they just hit it head on. <laughs> right. They did they're not scared. They're not scared whatsoever. It's kind of hard to talk about nowadays, you know, with, with the climate and whatnot. And really, we're not that type of podcast. But yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff that the show tackles, we just don't really discuss on here. Just, for, I mean, for obvious reasons. But like like you said, they just, they're not afraid to to go off the deep end in terms of what's offensive versus what's not. Uh, but that was way before anything could get canceled or or whatever terms you want to use for that. I I'm gonna go on the 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 limb and say we weren't so soft back then. You know, I think we could take jokes a little better than what. Yeah. Nowadays, game. You can't to joke me, about anything. To me. No, you, you you can't joke about anything nowadays without. Without someone getting offended, and and, and I mean that's true. I, I think everybody can agree on that. That everybody gets offended by something nowadays, and like comedians can't even do their do their routines without trying to be canceled or whatever. I mean, look at Dave Chappelle, dude. He was like king of it all, and you know, one little joke, everybody laughed about it. But then you had half the country is like. That's highly offensive. He should be counseled from Netflix. <laughs> you know when someone says some fucked up shit and like they're laughing, but then inside they're like, "God damn, this motherfucker right here." <laughs> yeah, we just had that. We, we just had that moment on the uh, we did. episode previous. <laughs> <laughs> we did. So I uh, I love this episode. I, I love it a little bit more than I do episode four. And like you said, we kind of get a little bit of everybody. But as we go through episodes four, five, and six, you will start to realize that these three episodes are kind of, I'm not going to say filler episodes because they do a lot with these three episodes, but they're devoted to a lot of the side characters. You know, we, we, we get Tony, but if you've noticed, especially in these three episodes, Tony is not really a huge focal point, and he's actually taken a little bit of a backseat this entire season so far in comparison to seasons one and two. I mean, every every episode in seasons one and two, you could almost guarantee that, you know, 75, 80% of the episode was geared more towards Tony and developing his character. Whereas episode four is Dr. Melfi. In this one, we get some more of Ralphie's personality. And then we get Junior, Bobby, his dad. And that's really the main, the main focal points of the episode. Uh, but I thought overall it was it was great, and I love 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 that opening scene with Carmela inside the uh the doctor's office with Doctor Melfi and Tony. Dude, I fucking love it. Absolutely love that, it. That 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 was a, that was a good one, man. I, I I had to agree. But here's the thing: Has Carmela reached a point where they don't know how to move her forward? Because especially in these three episodes, she, we really haven't got a whole lot from her. And especially in these first six episodes altogether. I mean, she's been more of a she's been more of a distant style character. She's not really I mean, she's on screen a lot, but she's not really saying much. You know, she has like this monotone 
uh, attitude and personality-wise. She just doesn't really give a shit. So I'm curious to know if they, if they're, if they don't know how to proceed her forward. And I mean, I kind of know where her character ends up past this point. So I'm thinking maybe that's a direct correlation to how she is in these first six episodes. But I don't know. She has like little moments here or there, especially in this episode. You know, she's coming out swinging, telling Dr. Melfi that she hasn't helped Tony whatsoever. And then they insinuate that it's because of Carmella. And we get some of the best Carmella lines and moments. Uh, I got some down here. Maybe it's because you stick your dick in anything with a pulse. (laughs) 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 And and Dr. Melfi just goes, "Uh, you're both angry. Yeah, you're at the you've been at the top of your fucking class. (laughs) (laughs) Just absolutely fantastic writing, fantastic acting all the way around. And then another good line, sir. Not not from this, this little conversation, but Junior to Bobby. You know, when Bobby's trying to talk to him about his dad and whatnot, he just says, stop speaking in anagrams. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he says, uh, he's retired. What are we in the fucking Navy? Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, it's so funny, Junior's character. And it, it, it's been this way from the start of the series he'll say one thing to your face and then he gets shot down and he'll go back and be like no fuck that I didn't even ask him (laughs) yes so much pride on him so much pride yeah I just uh, I I I like it Uh, what do you think about the Mustang Sally beating the hell out of old uh, I didn't even catch the guy's name Next time I'll yell four. I shouldn't joke. It was so funny. Fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought I thought all those scenes were pretty great. I thought it was a nice little little side story. Um, I think it was more so to indirectly develop. Uh, junior more so than anything and to maybe give a little bit for Bobby to do and kind of involve him a little bit. But I mean, all, all those scenes are great. Junior, you know, like I said, like you said, uh, he, he won't, you know, act like he's the one that asked, even though he got shot down. So he's not, he's, he's too prideful for that. And then when Bobby senior goes to kill, uh, old Mustang Sally, I thought that was a great scene. Like old dude, just, Walks around the corner. What are you doing? God damn, man. You could stay around the corner for like two more seconds. <laughs> this yeah. Is so I thought all that was great. And then, you know, Junior eventually tells Tony to to not tell anybody about his cancer. And then immediately afterwards, Tony tells everybody about his cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Don't tell anybody. Janice, <laughs> Uncle June has cancer. <laughs> like, bro, you had one job. You know, I have this note on here, so I'm going to set this up. We're sitting in the hospital room, and they said, he's going to be a vegetable, and Ralphie says, well, the good news is he wasn't too bright to begin with. (laughs) I have the note here. (laughs) 
I feel I have the note right here. It says, I feel like Matt would make that comment. <laughs> right? <laughs> he wasn't too bright to begin with. But that's the thing about. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing about Ralph. Ralphie so far is that dude will say some fucked up shit. He don't really care. Ew. Who's around? He will fucking say it, and then everybody just kind of looks at him, and they're like, "Why are you the way that you are?" And he's like, "What? It's a joke." And how about some levity? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> what about some levity. <laughs> now, the other great thing about this episode was the the Artie, Christopher, and Tony scene inside the restaurant. Dude, absolutely love that Dude. scene. Uh, I, have that wrote down. I have that wrote down also. That is phenomenal. You know, they finally give Artie a little something something to do, you know, give him a little action. And he's just over there pushing Chris until Chris snaps, and then they get in that little altercation. And, you know, before that, you think, well, yeah, Artie's in love with Adriana. And then this scene happens, and then, you know, he loses, he loses Adriana right before that because she decides to quit the restaurant. But then he says he doesn't want to be with Charmaine anymore. So he loses Charmaine, and then he tries to get with Adriana, and she basically tells him no. And it is just, like, the dude loses both girls in one episode, dude. Like, <laughs> they straight up fucked Artie in this episode. But, you know, I don't think Artie's ever been my favorite character, but he's up there now. He, he's got a, a, a junior and then Artie. Always. That that dude just he brings it, man. He he uh phenomenal, phenomenal job acting in that. Yeah, I I I love I love it when they focus on Artie in any episode, and we get a lot of him in this episode. In in terms of like what we would normally get from him, uh, we get a lot from him in this episode, which I will always say yes to. Uh, I end up giving this episode a nine out of ten. I did the same, sir. Indeed. Moving on to episode number six, titled "University." This was a uh, this was a strange episode. Not not strange in a bad way. Uh, a bada bing dancer involved with Ralph unexpectedly reaches out to Tony. If she brings him like some fucking like banana bread or some shit, <laughs> Meadows socialite. <laughs> Big, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Uh, Meadow's social life at college takes a sudden turn for the worse. Ralph's relationship with the Bada Bing dancer develops into a bad situation, and Tony interjects in a nonverbal manner, aka beats the shit out of him. Uh, yeah. What'd you think about university? I liked half of it a hell of a lot, and I liked the other half somewhat. The stuff with Ralphie and Tony and uh, the stripper. I can't even think of the stripper's name all of a sudden. Tracy? Yeah, yeah. Her and stealing up. That whole scenario with there was awesomely done, man. It, it was, you know, it kind of shows an arc on him. It shows how backward some of these guys are. They treat her like shit, but then in the end they're like, well, she's 20. What, what did you do that for, you know? <laughs> and if anybody would have done that to their daughter, it would have been the end of the world. But I felt like the Caitlin and Meadow 
was spent way too much time on it. But it did progress Meadow's character because, you know, she is dating uh Noah. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna call him curly Q. <laughs> <laughs> curly Q. <laughs> well his hair is very curly. <laughs> so I'm So I did like that. Well go ahead. I thought you were done. Oh, I, I'm a, I'm gonna ask you a question after you get done with your uh your uh thoughts. All right. Uh, overall, I I like it about the same as the uh, the previous episode. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. The stuff with Ralphie, the dancer Tracy and Tony, all that, all that is definitely the highlight of the episode. The stuff with Noah, Meadow, Caitlin definitely drags down the episode. I think. And if they would have spent a little less time on that, maybe given us, uh, I, I don't even know, given us something else in terms of who they were trying to develop or, or talk about in the episode, I think this episode could have been a 10 out of 10. And the main reason why I kind of drop it down a little bit is mainly because we spend so much time on the, the relationship between Noah, Meadow, and Caitlin. And, man, I, I mean... As the episode goes on, you're just like, I don't know who I fucking hate more out of the three. <laughs> like, I fucking hate Meadow. Yeah. Like, I fucking hate Noah to no end. And then Meadow, dude, she's acting like such a bitch in this episode, man. Like, Jesus. Uh, she's she's trying to get over on Tony all willy-nilly. You know, oh, we had sex. We, her, her mom knows now, but she, dad doesn't know. And then... Caitlin, at first, I was kind of like, oh, I kind of like what they're doing here. You know, they're going to kind of develop this character a lot more than I thought they were. But then it's just like they just took it too far. You know, it was just too much of it at that point. And then it was like all three of them together and how much I dislike all three of them at this point. It really brought down the episode. And honestly, I'm getting to the point where I'm about to drop down my score a little bit <laughs> now that I'm kind of talking about it. No. So what do you think? What do you think? What broke up with Meadow for? You're gonna have to repeat all of that. You there? Hello. You're gonna have to repeat all of that. I I said uh. What do you think Noah broke up with Meadow for? How about now? Um, I would say they broke right, up. Good signal to no signal. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Dude, I can't. I can't. I, I, can't, I, I can't make out anything. I hadn't moved the phone. I, I, I'm just telling you what I hear, dude. Okay, though. I'm just telling you. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you now. All right. Well, uh, all right. Well, let's go. <laughs> what, what do you think uh, Meadow got? Uh, no broke up with Meadow for? Uh, I think it was a combination of he didn't want to have to deal with Caitlyn anymore. I think, <laughs> and uh, a big part of it was I, I would assume is her dad or his dad, excuse me, didn't want him seeing her anymore so I, I think it was a combination of things what do, you, what do you think it was 
I think it was the uh, the father figured out who he was when she said he's in waste management, and he pulled together her last name, and he connected the dots, and he was like, uh, bruh, that is the wrong chick to be messing with. <laughs> Hashtag not worth it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Tony Soprano doesn't listen to restraining orders. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it was like the, the three amigos in that episode just just really brought it down for me. And uh, but I mean, some of it was good. It was just too much of it. You know, I don't think we needed to devote an entire episode just about to these three side characters. And I, I wouldn't say that I've always been a huge fan of Meadow. I, I, I mean, I, I don't dislike her, but on this watch along series, I definitely like her a lot less. And I I don't know if that's good writing or if it's or if it's just with like wh- how what they've chosen to to do with her character at this point. It's it's almost like they don't again. At, we are at this weird point in the series where a lot of characters they don't know how to push them forward. It seems like, and I think that's the biggest issue that I have with these first six episodes. Yeah, I I, I see what you're saying because. Uh... Certain episodes progress the overall story, while several of these episodes have been just kind of one-off episodes where it doesn't really, you know, propel the storyline much. It's all little shows, I guess. Yeah, it's just it's just like little filler episodes. It seems like, and, and more. It seems like more of that is in this season than like season two, which was you know fucking amazing. And season, I mean, season one, two was amazing too, but it, it just seems like there's more filler to this season so far in just six episodes. But I love how Caitlin walks in on Noah and Meadow making out, and she's like, Y'all hanging out? Nah, bitch, they just in here. <laughs> what kind of dumb question is that? And Noah gets up with a fucking massive rager, I'm assuming. <laughs> that dude was like, yeah, I'm about to get some. And Caitlin's walking, y'all hanging out? Well, I'm, yeah. I, I'm trying to hang something up right now, but you ain't letting me. Yeah, he says, I'm going to go to the library, a.k.a. I got to go jerk off before I get blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then she's like, I got to go somewhere, too. And then she goes and follows him, basically. Yeah. Um, what do you think? What do you think about the uh, the bouncer man at the in that VIP party? He, he says 50, 50 to enter and a blowjob later. <laughs> yeah, you gotta give me a BJ later. I was like, damn, this dude knows how to work it, man. Yeah, and then the very next scene is you see uh, Tony in there, and that chick is like gonna get a damn full muscle in her back the way she was going. <laughs> I was like, like, well, this is a little dramatic. (laughs) For real? I was like, "Uh, all right. (laughs) And that also leads to one of the better scenes in the episode, and that is when uh, Richie goes outside with Tracy, and she's kind of done with his shit, and she just, she's not taking his shit anymore, and she just lets him have it in terms of what she's feeling and whatnot. But then... We have the, I don't want to say cliche because it's not cliche, but you, you just kind of expect a, 
this is going to sound bad when I say this, but I don't mean this in a bad way. <laughs> if you're out there and you you strip for for a living, just know we love you. <laughs> what I'm saying is, she has such low self esteem, just because that that seems to be the typical thing with with strippers. Again, I'm not saying anything bad about strippers out there. If you if you strip and you listen to our show, God bless you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not touching that. but what i'm saying the low self-esteem thing it it goes so far as to you know she's like on his ass about it and you know she's telling him fuck you and he's like hey hey what else am i gonna do i i I gotta i gotta i gotta uh you know help you with the baby and everything and she it was just like instantly she's like oh really i love you ralphie and then that's when he starts beating her ass and fucking kills her and then we get the the great scene of tony coming out there and then just beating ralphie's ass and then it's at this point for me personally that i think ralphie is 100 unredeemable like this is when we we finally learn that he is like the villain of this season because i mean if you like that character after he just killed a mother and an unborn baby at that point i mean Look, I don't want to say that. What's that say about you? But you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you're not supposed to like that character. You're supposed to, you know, you can love him as a villain, but you, you don't like him as a character itself. So I think at this point, um, he's just 100% re- unredeemable. So I, I tore down a lot of people with that that one little thought. <laughs> wow. My self-esteem's low myself. <laughs> <laughs> But I ended up giving this episode a nine out of ten, sir. Yeah, I gave it a, uh, I gave it an eight and a half, man. It, it kind of came down just a little bit with the Caitlin and Meadows stuff, but yeah, I'm overall dropping it was very good. Yeah, I'm dropping it down to an eight point five as well. <laughs> Sorry, talking. About, it's like when you start getting on a rant about something, you're like, God damn, I really did hate that shit in this episode. But they did develop that Tracy character very well. Uh, you know, like you said. You said I never shared those thoughts or opinions, but you said she had low self-esteem, and I could see that coming through the character development. <laughs> you basically just agreed with me, but you <laughs> said I I don't. <laughs> no, I, I no, that, that's what you said. I was just highlighting what you said. But <laughs> I wasn't saying anything bad. I'm just saying that's what her character is in this episode. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Hey, no, no need to backtrack to me, sir. Uh, but yeah, I think that's going to be it from us. You have anything else you want to say about the uh, the episode, sir? No, that was it, man. That was it. All right, guys. Well, that's going to be it from us. Next week, we are we will be doing episodes. Actually, actually, I'm trying to think. We're off um, next week. We are off next week. So, episodes seven, eight, and nine. Uh, in two weeks should be the uh the right time. So, uh, we will catch y'all then on another episode. Laters. Laters.